Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's oh, got a little kickback here, Bob. Got me an audition. I'll just take a second to the man, Bob, back at the studio making the show go around. Otra vez. I'll start over. Thursday, everybody. <laughs> you know what that means? It means the boys are at Sadie's. Let's go. <laughs> Filling up early. In the lounge and soon-to-be bar area, I get a bonus hour of the boys tonight. As Thursday Night Football is not preempting us at 5.30, taking this bad boy all the way up to 6.30 tonight because that women's Lobos team, Lady Lobos, we do this every time. It's still acceptable to say Lady Lobos, don't at me. Lady Lobos is greenlit by the university and me. We don't agree on a lot of things. Yes. Manfred Fitzgerald Sloan. No one calls me that. Well, if one person does. I'm in the camp okay. of Lady Lobos. Yeah, you should it's be. It's got a nice ring to it's it. It's got a nice ring to it's it. It's alliterative. It's, what's that it word? Starts with the same, both words start with the same letter, Lady Lobos. I love the L. We're in New Mexico. Ladies love you know, Lobos. We do the here. The what? Like when you roll your R's or your L's in Spanish. No, nah, I've never had to do that. It's the official language of the state of New Mexico. They're going to Pepperdine tonight. They're not, going to you're dine. Not, you're not calling me out because that's 100% not true. I, here's the thing. I know so little. <laughs> it's not a bit at this point. Okay. I don't know anything. We're live at Sadie's, though. I do know that. Come and hang out with the boys. We're at the one on 4th. We're going to be on air till 6.30 tonight. Handing this bad boy off to the Lady Lobos. Is there at Pepperdine, 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 Pepperdine. So that's gonna be a good basketball game tonight. Uh, you know, because hoops are here. You know, it, it, we're at that. Stoked. Yeah, it's that fun tra- transition point of the year where a lot of Lobo football, a lot of Lobo basketball. Obviously, we're talking about state at length. I mean, it will something really special have to happen for us to talk about Mexico State Lobos women's basketball. But if it does, we'll do it. We're those guys. We're, we're, we're here at Sadie's on 4th Street, and I will have both eyes on the television watching Thursday Night Football, but I'll have one earbud in listening to J.J. Yeah, Buck and go. the Lady Lobos. Let's go. Let's go, J.J. It's a talented dude. What are, you, what are you watching Thursday Night Football for? Huh? You're going to watch it tonight? Uh, you're going to watch the 1-7 Panthers take on the 2-7 Bears? I my mental health is, like, really good right now, and yeah. I don't believe in self-sabotage or self-harm. So I'm just going to replace those two things with Bears versus Panthers. Is this because you really like the min-max of thing, and you thought for a long time that the worst Thursday night football had already been played before, obviously back in Week 14 of 2013, whenever the Texans played the Jaguars? And you believe that this could possibly like supersede it as the worst Thursday night football game of all time, and you're excited to say that you were a witness to the absolute worst Thursday night football game ever to be played? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, well, as a dude who loves Sadie's, yes. and who loves Sadie's Lounge, sure. I'll, I'll watch anything in here. 
you know I will watch any sport. You put a Sadie's margarita in front of me, you got some delicious chips and salsa right here on the other side with an arm's reach that I could take aggressively large dips of and put them in my big wide mouth. I am on board. I don't care if it's the bottom of the barrel of two NFL teams. We're hanging out in Sadie's watching football, baby. What you meant to say was, no, Fred, the worst Thursday night football game of all time was last year when the Colts played the Broncos. That's what you should have said. Because Thursday night football has now become the mecca for terrible football. It is to the point now where it's not even a coincidence. It's a trend. The trend is it will be bad. Well, I'm excited to get my eyes on Bryce Young for uh, only the first time this year. I haven't watched a full game of Bryce Young, and this will be the first one all year. So I get to finally, besides like seeing snippets of him, watching a little tape of him, checking out his stats, reading some trusted prognosticators on the Internet, I get to watch him be awful right here on television. What do you think the most famous Al Michaels quote of all time is? Uh, Bryce Young, pile of garbage. <laughs> is that it? No, I did. It's, it's, uh, do you believe in miracles? Oh, yeah, that's like, a, that's way better. That's it. Yeah, it's actually not though. Okay, it's at the end of that game last year, whenever it was in overtime and and getting ready to lose with the Broncos against the Colts, and all the players start leaving the field. Now Michaels is like, they've had enough, because <laughs> that's how I feel. The guys playing Thursday night football don't even want to be playing. Thursday night football. I got a prediction. I, I'm sure. Still has more viewers than the World Series. You see the main and cast viewers? Yeah. They're struggling. They had a thing for a minute. That's in addition to. They wore that thing out. You don't have to you don't have to watch both. You don't have to pick one or the other. You could do both. Why not both? And you usually know what I do. Unless I'm like out in the community with my friends and family and friends at the show okay. watching sports. Sure. I put that thing on mute. Yeah. I could call the game better myself. Not on a Thursday night, though, because it's got Al Michaels. But Al Michaels hates bad football, and he only gets bad football now. So you might just watch him, like, literally, like, sur- just give up. Just surrender tonight. Like We low, might lose Al Michaels. Some serious, low-key, satirical digs on everything that happens on the field. I don't know... And I'm not trying to be a hard predictor here. If you will ever find a more disinterested broadcaster than what you will see tonight, and Al Michaels, who has called some of the greatest games, greatest moments, greatest everythings of all time, and now he has to do Thursday Night Football with the 1-7 and Carolina Panthers, their terrible rookie quarterback, and the terrible 2-7 and Chicago Bears, and the starting for a fourth time in the row, not Danny DeVito. Terrible court. It's not DeVito. It's the it's other kid. Tyson Bajan. Yes. Yeah. Who is now my fantasy quarterback. Ouch. Because there were zero options That's, in my uh, two-quarterback league. It's a bummer, man. Matt Stafford, RIP. I'm rooting for Tyson Bajan. Same. Has a D2 quarterback. That seems generous. Played at this level? Yeah. Familiar with Kurt Warner? Nah, who's that? Not new. Wait, didn't he play in Iowa? He's actually doing the radio broadcast tonight. Oh, so you know he's rooting for Tyson. <laughs> you know he is. It, it'd be like that. 
If you're into arm wrestling or if you're into D2 football, Tyson Bajan is your guy. <sighs> What's the most memorable Thursday night football game you've ever seen? God, was it the uh, Chiefs-Rams? They scored like 100 points together. That's not more memorable than when Miles um, Garrett tried to kill Mason Rudolph with his own helmet. Oh, forgot about that one. Mason Rudolph didn't, <laughs> but I did. That's what I'm saying. That's how bad this thing is. Miles Garrett, huge Happy Gilmore fan. <sighs> and this thing's been around for like 20 years now. Like, how many years does it take? To figure out how to make a thing good. Now, hold on. There's no way Thursday Night Football's been around for 20 years. That would make me 52. <laughs> I think it's only been around like seven years. That's not true. There's no way. It is such a incredible 2006. is the very first Thursday Night Football game. That's longer than I thought it was. That's 17 years. You think they'd figure it out, Fred? And then here we are trashing it, and it's about to be the best game in the history of competitive sports. Tied up as time expires, back and forth overtime battle. As time expires again, Hail Mary, Tyson Bajant to DJ Moore to win the game. Seven to zero. 56, <laughs> 56 51. <laughs> this game tonight is for like the sicko fans. This is for like the like the addicts who in June are like, I'd do anything for some football. Yeah, watching highlights of old games and Yeah. I'd even watch two bad teams play. Here you go. Voila. Have you seen, like, the weird spin the media is putting on it? Millions and millions and millions of people will still watch this game. Oh, what are you talking about? Draft implications on the line tonight. Who's going to get the number one, number two, or number three pick? This game's going to be a tiebreaker. Not in the good way. That conversation, is that the one you're referring to? There used to be a rule. Up until this season. When you had to try. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Need a lottery real bad. There used to be a rule. You need a lottery real bad unless you trade away your first round pick. And then it needs to be seated in that spot. If you control your own first round pick. And you're in the top ten. Lottery. That's not the worst idea. I know. I like, I like heavily weighted lotteries. I think the NBA's lottery is a little too equitable. It's a little too equal across all garbage teams. Yeah, but it lets them load the team the right way like they did I in think, San Antonio. I think, well, I mean, I think that's a little Patrick Ewing thing happening there. Yeah, I agree completely. I think yeah. it's a Shaquille O'Neal thing. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and they because they have that formula you're talking about, that's why it works so dang well. Right. Because you can, you can add that little thing of disbelief, you know what I mean? And the NFL is so under a magnifying glass now. You know, we could do we could do the next forty five minutes of the show on officials. We could do the next forty five minutes of the show on how I feel holding calls only exist because of the money line, and that would be a real convincing argument from me. 
think if you fix the draft too, NFL. I mean, with holding calls and the, the minor penalties, one That's, of those happen every single play. Hold up. Every Don't, single play. Why are you calling them minor? Oh, you're talking about like defensive holding? No, I could be. Hey, it, it, I, I am so convinced that holding is only called when the NFL wants a team to extend an offensive play or, or excuse me, an offensive series or kill one. Oh, yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, I've been saying that for years. Yeah, it's 100% true. You're seeing that play out across the board this season in the NFL. Penalties are down. They're air quotes letting the boys play this year. And except for Patrick Mahomes, except for Mike McDaniel, scoring is down league-wide. And it's because of what you just said. There's more. What I've been yelling from the top of the Sandias. Here's, here's why there's more turnovers than ever. Because the NFL has decided to surrender the over-under. They're not trying to get on that one. They're trying to get to the spread. And they do – you don't believe me? You don't believe for a second that they're setting up these long down and distance situations so that passes will get hachucked? You don't believe me? A, a, a smidgen. A smidgen. Oh, I'm buying this all day. I don't. I don't buy. What? What is the NFL in cahoots with the mafia? Yeah, the mafia though is not called the mafia anymore. Now it's called Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Okay, same dude. And they made it official. And if you think for a second the NFL wasn't in cahoots with the mafia before gambling was legal, this problem the NFL did to itself. The NFL created this. So many people watch now. You know what we're going to end up with real quick too. More officials on the field. We're going to end up with an official at every facility, but he's going to be controlling a – it's going to be a 20-year-old kid controlling a drone over the deal or whatever, and they're going to say, uh, er, um, uh, Echo 1-9, this is, uh, this is uh, Overhead Fred, and uh, go ahead and hit that holding call there so that the Chiefs can extend this one another uh, 10 yards for us at announce. Thank you. That's I'm, what's going to happen. I'm 100% on board with that. You're talking about this like it's some tragedy, like Big Brother's coming for you. No, you're just policing the game better. You're making it a better no, a, product for the consumer. It's a fix. You're talking about this season or in the all future when robots control umpiring? Mm. Well, here's why they won't do that, because they need the human to fix the game. They need the human to do that. I mean, there's reports that come out weekly and quarterly for the NFL referees. You can track their progress. You can see how many calls they missed whenever they're in with eye shot. Hey, these reports are very thorough. Van, you turn, can peep them. Turn your mic up just a little bit, Van. I can do that. Uh, a little production note. Bob, let us know over the headset when that stuff's happening. I don't check my phone. So, to me, with the game being to the point now where there's more money around the game than there is money in the game, these Thursday night games are for the addicts. These Thursday night games are four guys to go down to wherever. Sadie's on fourth. Can't place a bet there. Oh, never mind. And say. Also come here. I want to take the under. And I want to take every other weird prop betty thing. And then they parlay them all into one thing. And then at the end of it, the NFL is told by Vegas, hey, uh, this percent of prop bets will miss if this happens. And that would be best for us and you know your cut is X amount, and the NFL goes, oh, good call. Let's do it. Let's go. So you're never really betting against the NFL. You're never really betting against Vegas. 
you're betting to be in the lower percent of winners. It's still gambling, but it's an incredibly different game of gambling. What you're describing yes. is one of the biggest scandals in all of sports history. Yeah. If you had a glimmer, if you had a shred of evidence, uh-huh. this would wreck the NFL in the sports world. So, you know me pretty well. I'm not saying I can tell you every business in town that launders money. I'm not telling you. I can tell you every business in town that doesn't actually supply the good that it claims. The NFL's moneymaker is not the product on the field, and I'm not confused about that. Yeah, hard disagree from me here. I know there's some manipulation of the game. I know the rules. It's hard for the refs to keep up with the friggin' rule changes, more or less, every year. They have meetings before every season, before every preseason. I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying you're wrong. It's all theater. The whole thing is a production of theater. The whole thing is going out there and maximizing revies. Because if you cared about the money that you're, or excuse me, if you cared about the product, you don't play on Thursday nights. They care about the gambling dollar. They care about hooking you 12 hours before your paycheck deposits in your account and making you just just cling on to it. While I do agree that Thursday night football is a little extraneous, it's a little bit much, uh, especially for the health and safety of the players. Mm -hmm. It's not just for gambling. You think they make more money off of gambling? Or all these hours upon hours of commercials that they run? All that ad money, that's the money maker. They're not mutually exclusive. All the corporate sponsors, that's the money maker. They're not mutually exclusive. You're talking about a league-wide and sports gambling-wide scandal where the NFL and referees are manipulating the score of the game yeah. to appease gamblers in Las Vegas? Uh, uh, gamblers? No. Gambling entities? Gambling. Yes. Gambling, yes. not gamblers. Yeah. I 100% believe that. I 100% believe that it is such a gigantic revenue stream. Let me show you an example. There was a sphere built in Las Vegas the other day. It lost $100 million. Winfred last year? No, Van. Last quarter. They got to cover the cost of the sphere. This is the most tinfoil hatty thing um, you've ever came up with on this program. And it's brilliant and correct. The NFL gets plenty of money off of gambling. Yeah. From the books, from FanDuel. Right. Not because they're manipulating the game, but because they're providing the product that people can bet on. Vegas has already set no. the over-under. Vegas has already set the money line. People make tons of money figuring out the results of the game. And Vegas is almost always right on we'll continue, or close. We'll continue down this path when we get back because, well, I, once you start down a rabbit hole, then yeah. you're, like you're stuck. You have to stay. You can't come. Ask Alice. That was Alice's whole thing. Ask Alice. Boys are live from Sadie's on 4th on air till 630 here all night, though. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. I don't trust anyone or anything in the whole world except for Lenny because I know he's into conspiracies like me. Welcome to the show, Sports Animal Hotline, friend of the show, Lenny. 
Hey, how you doing? Doing good, Can brother. Can you hear me okay? Lenny. Yep. Okay, so let's get into a little sports gambling for tonight. And let's just go with the under. It's 38 and a half. So I'll take the under okay. and say it's going to hit more like 34. Seems high, but I'm in. And, and, and uh, you know what? Let's just go for the heck of it. Let's just go with the I'll, – I'll go with Chicago. Only because Chicago needs to beat Carolina so they can get the number one or two pick in the draft that Carolina still owes them from last year's trade. Hard the trade that keeps on giving. But I, I'm going to go with a, a, a competitive game of like you know, 17-14. But you know who really wins tonight? More than any gambler, the people who don't watch the game. <laughs> <laughs> Lenny, your phone's breaking up a little bit, so we're going to cut you short, but we're going to ride this. The Yes, hard yes. Also, good call from Lenny. Because 38 and a half, he says, under, take Chicago. Final score prediction, 17-14. Uh, un- unlike um, I've been known to do, I'll just go oppo on both. Because I think Bryce Young is significantly better than Tyson Bajan, even though I'm going for him. And I think their defenses are both garbage. Uh, they both have some injuries on defense. So I think it's the Panthers and the over. So, Lenny, text me a wager, and let's get this on. I don't like that sentence that you just said. (laughs) Lobos are playing tonight. They're playing St. Mary's. That's an ESPN Plus one. If you don't have ESPN Plus. um... Also, text me. Yeah. (laughs) I got one. I'm excited for the basketball team, dude. Like... It's going to be a great year. It's going to be a really great year. Let's, let's finish this Vegas thing first. Well, I was going to come back to it. Okay. I, I was trying to ease back into it because okay. I got so fired up, dude. About what? How the NFL is rigged and how everyone that watches it is just part of a like a handful of collected, I don't know, billionaires that are trying to just fleece as much money from this great country with what used to be a great product. Like, it's just gross and disgusting to me. Literally, I think yesterday, two days ago, I'm going to have to find the story. A player was fined $50,000, an unnamed player, because the league had a doctor say that he was faking a concussion. Did you see this story? I did not. I'll, I'll bring it up while you're bringing in your... Uh, so he was faking here. or the doctor was faking? Or they were both in cahoots on faking the concussion? NFLPA president J.C. Treader. Discloses that an unnamed player was fined fifty thousand dollars a season for faking concussion. The fine was rescinded on an appeal, but the NFL is literally sending doctors to say no. You- thank, thank God, my school didn't do that when I called in sick, <laughs> and or employers. I'm just saying, it's not. It doesn't care about you, fan. Like, it only cares about getting the money. I will watch this game on a Sunday when these two teams have enough time to prepare to beat each other. That's not what this is. This is the walking wounded out there. And a bunch of, if we're going to say it out loud, I'll say it out loud, front offices telling their coaches not to try to win. Hey, why don't we uh, 
work in some of these guys. They need to get some reps. What do you say, Coach? Oh, I mean the guy on the practice squad that we just elevated? <laughs> you want him to be quarterback? Well, here's what we'll do, though. He's our safety. We'll call the Chicago Tribune. We'll call our guys in town that contribute to ESPN.com. We'll call the guys over at the NFL Network, and we'll make an incredible story by talking about how this young man elevated from the practice squad overcame the odds and how his family threw out all this turmoil and this, that, the other thing, living out of a car, the upside down, an apartment where the roof fell in and the landlord would never repair it. So he, he put a tent inside of his living room and, and he slept just moments from the practice facility so he could do a walk-on. And his name's Vince Papali. And you'll hear this whole media twist so that it's okay that we show you a booty product on Thursday nights and also we'll drag the corpse of Al Michaels there to talk to you about it. There's there's a sprinkle of, <laughs> of neavativate here on your part, Fred. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the NFL just wants your money. And if there wasn't an agreement in between the NFL and the Players Association, they would have football every night of the week and just rotate you. I, I guarantee you they, they add another night of football sometime in the future. There's going to be Friday night football, Tuesday night, Taco Tuesday football. There's going to be something else, and they'll have an agreement where they add an extra bye week, and you could only play Taco Tuesday football if it comes after a bye week. But everyone in the league has to play one Taco Tuesday football game a year. That, it's going to happen. That every night in the league. They do not care about the fans. They do not care about the players. They care about the bottom line. That, of course, they're going to squeeze in as many games as they want. If they had the players' best interests in mind, Thursday night football wouldn't exist. I'm glad it does because we're here beautiful and historic. Sadie's on fourth. Up until this year, there was a rule where every NFL team had to have at least one primetime game. And Thursday was used to fill that for a while. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, a team didn't necessarily want to see. They don't do that anymore. If you remember for a while, it was the AFC South and the NFC South for your Thursday night football games. Right. Because no one wanted to watch. The smallest markets. Yeah. And it was removed this year. Because you can't relegate bad teams to Thursday anymore. Uh, Well, great success tonight. Right. So you got teams playing multiple times on Thursdays, which, by the way, incredibly unfair. It's not the business, dude. And, again, if they would present it the way that was altruistic, I would be more in. I'm just not there. I'm not there with the idea that individuals are going to be glued to this one because of what you say it was they were packaging that earlier on the sports center. It was yeah. this game. Draft implications. Yeah. They're both, they're both the, the, the Bears pick, like no matter what. Win or lose, yeah. no matter if the Bears pick second and the Panthers pick third, they're both the Bears pick. It doesn't matter if the Giants start winning games or whoever starts winning games and they start rattling off and losing their draft position. Both of these picks are the Bears no matter what, and they're both going to be garbage no matter what, and the Bears are going to have two high picks no matter what. Oh, my God. Hey. The Panthers got the tiebreaker on the Bears' pick tonight. Oh, my God. They got to drop down all the way to fourth pick in the draft. 
because of a Thursday night football game? Are we going to talk about this later? No, it's a non-story. You're going to watch because you want to watch football on Thursday night. No, hold on. That's where you lose me, though. Because the guy that's like, I just like football. I don't care if they're good or bad. Just as long, as long as everyone is trying. They're not trying. That's the point. The thing that you think you're watching, you're being fooled. Now, hold on. You think you're saying the NFL isn't trying? Yeah. Okay, because the players are trying. Oh, hold up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're saying the players are not trying. Correct. That is false. These guys are not going to go out there and half-ass it and embarrass themselves. The NFL, I can agree with you there. I can get on board with that, that the NFL is not trying to give you a good product on Thursday night. I'm on board with that. But to say these athletes are just going to dial it in, these dudes are gladiators. They're going out there and giving it their all no matter what. If they don't give it their all, they're not on the team anymore. Speaking of they're the, replaced. Speaking of the Bears, do you remember Lovey Smith? Naturally. Okay. Good Lo- dude. Yeah. You know why? This yeah. thing I'm about to talk about. He lost his when coaching the Texans because he was told to lay it down by the team. Correct. He didn't lay it down. Right. Give me, do, do me a big favor. Off the top of your head, give me another example of a time that has happened. Oh, crap. You can't because the coaches and the players do it all the flipping time. Brian Flores tried to start a lawsuit because he refused to lose games. Oh, he's blackballed forever, too. Yeah, now he's blackballed forever. And these players know that. And that is why they, what was the old boy's name that played for the Saints that literally faked the energy? Uh, Cam, Cam, Hayward, Cam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So these dudes do that. They literally do it. Like, they they don't care about competition. They care about the money. And if they yeah, play about it. You're, you're painting with a broad brush there. I don't know if I am, you're man. Talking, you're talking, you're cherry-picking one or two examples. These guys are gladiators. They want to go out there and do the best. They got their friends and family there. Nope. Their, their job is at risk. You're talking about money. Yeah, if, they ju- play, if they play like garbage, they lose their jobs, and they don't make any money. Their job is at risk if they don't do what they're told, which is... Uh, hit the ice and act hurt. Like, that is what this is. So you're tinfoil hatting it really no, hard not, on this. Oh, I'm just telling you what I see. I'm telling you, we will watch tonight, and there will be multiple examples of opening the flat. Oh, I dropped it. There will be multiple examples okay, of. Okay, now hold on. That's because the teams suck. Mm-hmm. That's not because they're doing it on purpose. I mean, according to your plo. Pro athlete, gladiator, whatever, whatever, whatever. They're going to be trying. Nah. Just because they try hard doesn't mean they're going to be successful every time. Oh, but they tried so hard. No, they didn't. They heard footsteps over the middle, and they didn't care about getting an eight-yard game because it's Thursday night, and they have a combined three wins, and none of this matters, and they won't be at all punished or have repercussion for losing because both these teams want to lose. These players know it. This is how they stay in the league another year. There's absolutely no way. The players. If you tell me the coach, the the coaches and the front offices, you think they're in cahoots and they're trying to not put the best product and take a L, I'm on board with that. There's no way. The overwhelming majority of these players are laying down to take an L on purpose. That is not the mentality of professional football player. They're going out there and giving it their all. Bryce Young shows up. He's 32nd in every category. That's all I'm saying. Mm. They know what they're doing. They're doing it on purpose, and NFL fan is fooled. There's a, the Bears and Panthers are at a really big disadvantage this year. 
not because of lack of effort or trying by the players. Sure. It's because their players aren't as good as the 31 other teams that they have to play on a weekly basis. By design. <laughs> I see it. More NFL talk whenever we get back. Of course, we're live at Sadie's on 4th. Come hang out with us because we're hanging out all night long. I'm going to have Lobo's basketball on my tablet. If it's not on a TV, and if it can be on a TV, I'm going to say put it on the TV, and I'm going to watch Thursday Night Football, and it's going to be a very good night of me making jokes with my friends of the show. Let's go. Tune on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live at Sadie's on 4th. Going down a road that Bam claims he doesn't want me to travel. I just don't want you to get on, like, a, a list, man. I've, uh, as we all know, you especially. Yes. Kind of got a shady pass, Fred. You or me? Yes. I don't want the NFL coming after you. I've messed around with some gangsters in, in my cloudy history, and uh, I know how they handle business. I don't want you to fall to the wayside so because... You're telling me you don't think that every year Roger Goodell and his cronies convince 1,700 NFL players to fulfill the script of the upcoming season? Correct. A hundred percent. We talked a lot about it last year. I said, of course, the Super Bowl scripted because there's no way Patrick Mahomes is going to lose the Super Bowl being the head spokesperson for State Farm Insurance while they're playing in State Farm you about, Stadium. You about to talk about Arian Foster? That's Are you about to talk about Arian Foster? A man? little bit, Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's no way I thought that was going to happen. If you tell me in the Super Bowl one specific game at a time that maybe some of the referees were directed, maybe to make a couple calls here and there, that I can get behind. Arian Foster said... But there's no way you can... I mean, you're talking moon landing stuff. There's no way 1,700 players are going to get on board with the whole season being scripted. Arian Foster said practice was about practicing the script. I've been to an NFL practice. It's not. Help me, help me with the definition of something. Let's say there's a player with the ball, okay? Let's say there's a quarterback. There's a quarterback with the ball, okay? And that quarterback is hit and then drops the ball. What would you call that? Usually, it's a fumble. That's, oh, oh, okay, wild. It's called the tuck rule, and what it is... Okay, that's not the way you described it. I just did. I just okay. described exactly what happened. Uh, it was determined after review that the quarterback's arm is moving forward in a throwing motion. Therefore, it is an incomplete pass. Hand the ball back to the 2001 Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots. This was in a divisional round matchup against the Raiders. Mm -hmm. This thing has been fixed for so long. Hard disagree. They screwed up that call. I mean, you can't take every missed call in the history of the NFL and say it's some kind of conspiracy. Okay. You sound like an insane person. Do you remember 2005? Barely. Yeah. That was a rough year for me. It was me. a rough year for you in a yeah. lot of the southern part of the country due to what? Hurricane Katrina. Mm-hmm. It took years for New Orleans to go through recovery efforts. Damages, losses. Three mm-hmm. years after its initial tear, 2008. 
still recovered. Mm-hmm. The New Orleans Saints miraculously win the Super Bowl? Okay. It's a different sport. Baseball. Yankees lost after September 11th. Peyton Manning, who, by the way, is doing pretty good in his post-NFL days. Mm-hmm. By the way, can't even draw six-figures fans to the Manning cast in year three. By the way. Oh, no, is it that bad? It's that bad. Oh, By the way, is not the talking head, entertaining, fun-loving thing you think he is. He's part of the product. He's the one who helped fix that Super Bowl. He's getting his still. It has been like this for years, and I could continue down this path. Okay. Now you've turned into a flat earther. I am not. Right in front of our eyes. You've turned into a moon landing denier right in front of our eyes. There is absolutely no way they convince that many people every single year, decade after decade, year after year. You know how much these wide receiver divas love attention you think they're going to keep their mouths shut that there's some league-wide conspiracy that the nfl is scripted this is insane they don't all know for live at Sadie's on fourth that means gilbert sanchez gilbert Gilbert, what did i just put in my mouth uh you told me to not look so i don't know it was um (laughs) it was a chicharrones Chicharrones, yes. Chicharrones, chicharrones, chicharrones. He got the chicharrones out, Fred, so you try the new Sadie's hot sauce. Now, not salsa. There's a difference, Hold my up. Friend. This is a hot Wait, sauce? It's yeah, hot Where sauce. did you get this? You made this? Actually, hot sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I want make this. It. It's a team effort. This is brand new? It's newer, not okay. brand new. It's been out for a little bit. Thought we'd bring that out. It's What words do you use to describe this? Would you use spicy, bold, and tangy? Yeah, all three D. I mean, it's it's a fiesta in your mouth. All right, Van, you take over while I eat hot. a chicharrones with. You throw a little bit on there. Um, I brought napkins. What's the best way to do it? I'm gonna dip. I yeah. dip. You dip. Here. I didn't bring them. Full. I dip. We We're dip. Going. We... All right, Van, take over play by play here. Okay. Fred uh, has the hot sauce opened, and he is pouring it onto one single solitary chicharron. Chicharrones. And I think it might have been a tad bit too much on the chicharron, so this is about to be real fun right now. Uh, eyeballs are spread very wide. <laughs> he's, um, you know how, Gilbert, you know how like a kid's on a ladder, and he laughs because he's nervous? Fred's giggling to himself right now. A nervous giggle. Because he's in like weird nervous pain. And uh, he's looking around for help, and no help's coming There's none. whatsoever. The water's not going to help you. It's going to only make only it worse. Only time. Only time will help you now. Well, that's very hot. So what you Was do it hot? is. Is that hot? No. For Fred, it's hot. Not for us Man, you New Mexicans, it. Gilbert. Man, you do it. Honest yeah. Olympia. Okay, I'll show you. I'll, I'll put an aggressive amount yeah, on yeah. here. There you, ever, you go. You know that feeling when you're wearing two Whoa, new, that's too much. Two, that's new, two new contacts. <laughs> But Just like the f- one of them is all like sad. That's what. That's what. Mm-hmm. That's a hot. That's a spicy hot sauce. It's hot. I mean, it, there is the word hot on there. In <laughs> so yeah, that is. That's got some kick. That's got some spice to it. It is not dangerous levels. No, no. That's why I'm a little surprised. It is, it that is, that's. It's very good. It's not. Yeah, the it's flavor good. is fantastic. I would put that on a fried chicken wing. Yeah, which Ooh. you can do here. Yeah, here at Sadie's. At Sadie's on uh, on game days, so yeah, go. you can uh, you can come down tonight. 
or on Sunday or on Monday, if there's an NFL game, there are wings available. Tossed in your hot sauce. Yes, I just, in mine. I drank the whole neck off of this thing. <laughs> you can drink more if you'd like. Gilbert's going to stick around with us. We're going to talk a little bit more about what's going on here at the Saites. So much. Bunch of gifts. So much. Conversations for the holidays. Let me do a little DJ cool and clear my throat, boys, during the break. Tuning on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. Poor family. Back live at Sadie's on 4th. Got a little bonus Thursday, boys. Lady Lobos play Pepperdine tonight, so we're going to go up until that broadcast. Of course, over on the flamethrower that is KKOB. It's a men's basketball tonight. A whole lot going on. A whole lot going on. Gilbert Sanchez with us here at Sadie's. Gilbert, thank you for delicious chicharrones and hot sauce. We were talking during the break. Holidays are right around the corners. You guys doing those gift baskets this year? What's up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to have some gift baskets available beginning uh, Thanksgiving week. Okay. So, yeah, you can come down and get those. Mixture of red chili hot sauce, salsa, sauces, chips. Yeah. Uh, all that good stuff. Um, yay. So, and we can custom make them if, uh, by request. So, yeah, come on down if, you, if that special someone loves a specific salsa. We will make it happen for speaking, you. Uh, speaking of coming on down to Sadie's on 4th, we're watching Thursday Night Football tonight. Can you guys get up a Lobos game and stuff? Does it work like that? The, North, the North Valley's internet yeah. is hit or miss. We've discussed <laughs> this. We've discussed yeah. this. Yeah. Great sure. Been there. Yeah, we're going to try to. We're going to okay. try and get it up. Um, typically, we can. Um, yeah, we're going to try. Yes, ESPN Plus game tonight. That so, is correct. Yeah, so anything we can do to support the Lobos. And if you are unable to... Totally unaffiliated with the wonderful people at Sadie's. Sit at our table. Yes. I will pirate it. No, well, I, I will, have. I will pirate it. I you. have ESPN Plus. Okay, you can watch Fred's legit version. Yes, or Van's pirated <laughs> version. version. Yeah, yeah. Oh, does yours come with subtitles? Uh, yeah. On the game, I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you what language. <laughs> Gilbert Sanchez with us. Obviously, we're laughing a lot. Uh, college football is is winding down a little bit. Obviously, we talk always about your NIL athletes with the football team. Do uh do they take a chance or do they take time at the end of the year to, to come in and, and say thank you and and be a part of the environment here? Obviously the Y Song Boys and otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys are so busy during the uh, during the year, and that's usually when we launch their their meals is yeah. during when their season starts. Um, but they've all been gracious. We just had Jaden Edwards from uh, the UNM soccer team, which literally just here last week yep. with her family, um, and she obviously she graduated last year and is is out uh chasing that professional career but she was here with her family got to see her again uh yeah just good human beings um they're all, all of them have been great relationships so oh far. how yeah. great well and you know we talked a lot about nil yesterday not to run yeah. oh, not to railroad you here van keep going but buddy. like how important You're is it to sadie's to to have those athletes representing like your brand like how important is it to make sure you guys are helping the university and university athletes it's it's great the way I look at it, uh, and maybe I look at it on a different way than as as the business looks at it is is just helping teach the kids about how a brand is created, yeah. how you can market your brand or yourself. Um, so it's almost like I, I don't know. I, there's fulfillment in in 
the the teaching and the learning process of working with with the student athletes and um, yeah, them just learning from it, parlaying this idea of a meal that uh, maybe you know small potatoes in in the grand scheme of things that they can use that in their future. So. Um, being able to do that and provide that for the student athletes is is uh, is a tremendous honor and very fulfilling for us. How does does the red chili sales skyrocket right before the holidays? Because we're having this conversation yeah. off air earlier. Because me and you are both red chili on potatoes guys. Red chili mashed so, potatoes, yeah. For Thanksgiving, it, sure. they do. I, I, we preach it every year, um, a lot to the staff. I, I make sure on the Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, I walk by every staff member and let them know that I will be disappointed in them <laughs> if they put gravy on their mashed potatoes um, for Thanksgiving. So that is... I, I, Wait, when you say gravy, do you mean like white gravy or brown gravy? I don't do either gravy. It's always red chili. Like, I don't... There's. I would, I've never done that. What? Not only has he never done that, he actively refuses to do it. Like, Thanksgiving is for brown gravy. No, it's too... main. That's a very mainstream... What? Look out of mashed potatoes and Thanksgiving. Delicious no. Thanksgiving mashy boys? No. That, like, red chili is, I mean, yeah, I don't it's know. Exp- it's exponentially better than gravy. I could, give you, I could give you a boatload of reasons, and I would start with gravy boat. Like, it exists for a reason. <laughs> chili boat. What is yeah. chili boat? I mean, it's the it's same a, thing. Did you just create? It looks like Aladdin's lamp made out of porcelain, yes. and you just pour the chili out. That's of it. not a real thing. You grand, everyone's grandma like, has one. Yeah, a genie comes out of the red chili one. The gravy one is just. <laughs> do you get three wishes yeah. with your gravy? I just googled chili boats. It's 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 a stand up bike that you pedal with two red pontoons underneath each side. Well, there's that too. <laughs> like there's wait, no, wait, that's a real thing. I mean, they they have chili in Cincinnati. Is that the same thing as the chili here? Are you talking about delicious chili, the food that you would eat on a chili five-way? There's multiple. Like Skyline Chili? A chili five-way? Yes. (laughs) What is that, like a a group thing in Alaska? No, a chili five-way. I've never heard of that one. Are you guys guys serious? It sounds like someone's going to be the odd man out in that experience. Oh, my God. (laughs) Chili five-way is, like, (laughs) so incredibly good. So it's um, spaghetti. Okay, gross. Onions. Cheese. Okay. Like, you put a, a meat on there of some sort, usually like a hamburger, and then you, you cover it in chili, and you get five ingredients, chili five way. It's a, it's, a whole, it's a whole thing. It's delicious. That sounds awful. I, I mean, As a guy who's participated in some, some giggle spinach, it uh, enhances your taste buds, and that still sounds awful. I put, I put crumbled up crackers on mine, too. Like oyster crackers? That is a cracker move, that's for sure. <laughs> Two-way is spaghetti and chili. Three-way spaghetti, chili, cheese, very good. Four-way spaghetti, chili, cheese, onions. Five-way spaghetti, chili, cheese, onions, beans. Chili five-way. Yeah, no. Yeah, that sounds awful. It's delicious. But anyways, so it's Thanksgiving. Like Thanksgiving. Can you try for Thanksgiving this year? At least just try for us? I try everything. Well, you obviously haven't tried red chili on your mashed potatoes, no one right? Is, I believe. Nobody suggested. Is this it? Is this you, the? Are so, mashed potatoes regularly on the menu here? No, 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 no. I'm just saying. This is saying, a Thanksgiving holiday unique. This is a, yeah, no, for Thanksgiving you do you do this. There's red chili here, but I make sure that every employee, I try to get to the customers to let them know that that you haven't lived if you haven't done the red chili and mashed potatoes. Fred, Fred has spent a lot of holidays with my New Mexican family, 
Okay. And he has gotten, he's just riding the fine line being kicked out of every single holiday because of his refusal I've to heard, try new things. They sent me at a different table. <laughs> really? You sit with the kids? With the children who yeah. can't handle the chili either. Well, because yep. they have a special casserole that is safer. <laughs> a del- st- a delicious then, one. Then you start uh, talking about your five-way chili at the it's children's got spaghetti table, on and the then bottom. you get kicked out of the yeah. house. Yeah. All right. Oh, I, have, I have a menu idea. Okay. Do I suggest that officially to you right now? Yeah. No, okay. we can officially. It, it'll be yeah. very much on the record. Get your pins Thank out, you. friend of the show. Th- Thanksgiving leftover burrito. Like, what do we need to do to get a Thanksgiving Ooh. leftover burrito? I mean, it'd be very tough. I mean, we're closed on Thanksgiving. Okay. We let, we let the, uh, the staff celebrate with their family. I, we're going to have to figure out how we get leftovers. All right. Well, we here. would have to make. So we need turkey. We need mashed potatoes. Okay. We need, like, like veggie medley. Yeah. You can use your papas. Yeah. Your we papas. Yeah. yeah you can do that. You just yeah. smash them up. That's what I'm saying. I think you got everything here except for the turkey. Stuffing, cranberry yeah. sauce, wrap it up in a tortilla, put some gravy or red chili or whatever on it, and then we, we enjoy Thanksgiving via Sadie's Burrito. We should try and just do that. I just one said, I just suggested it. I mean, that's a tough execution. On the execution side, it might be, I mean, what this flops? What if this is, like, the worst idea ever? Uh, exact opposite. What if mm-hmm. we change the game? I know. It's it's not going to be anywhere in the middle. It's either going to be the worst idea or the best idea. Corn. Ever. Put corn in it. Some squash. We got calabacitas here. We do. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Okay. That, that would hit. With that the would tr- hit. But it's got to be, the like, the roasted turkey. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. And and mashed potato boys with, you said, red chilies red on chili. it. Red chili. I love go. how your meaning is halfway here. I, I said to put a burrito around it. Yeah, I mean, but well, yeah. see the Me red, in. the red chili and the mashed potatoes are a match made in heaven. Put turkey. Yeah. In I don't think gosh. red chili and cranberry sauce quite unites the Why taste buds you together. Why haven't mentioned stuffing? There's stuffing that in there too. Definitely the most overrated side, whatever you want to call it. At Thanksgiving is stuffing. I mean, wet bread. Yeah, like with onions in it. Uh, Come on. Delicious. That's though. probably your favorite thing, of course. Yeah. Yes, I Brent's love everything favorite. about I, it. I make my family choose one. We're not doing East Coast Pilgrim disgusting holiday food <laughs> at Thanksgiving and Christmas. You can oh, have, you can have yeah. my – we married in to some East Coast people, and they love it so much. I, I love like, it. I was like, you pick one this year. You can have Thanksgiving or Christmas. Okay. Because whichever one you don't choose, we're doing New Mexican food yep. right. on that holiday. Tamales yeah. or okay. I'm, enchiladas, I'm tamales. Yeah. We get yeah. rid of the stuffing. We go with like a cornbread stuffing in there. Like take a cornbread. Just crumple up some crumple cornbread. Crumple up some cornbread. That could work. That's what yeah. I'm saying. That There's, could work. Yeah. You, what do you, you guys want to go pinto beans? I'm in on this thing. Let's do it. But it has to have, like, the turkey, obviously. And That's then what we're missing. We need to get some turkey. We're going to have to figure out some turkey and then just throw everything else Roasted in onions, peppers, whatever, calabacitas or whatever. Like, we yeah. do the whole thing. And then uh, put a glop of sour cream on top of it the way you love it. And then we, yeah. we, we all go home very full and sleepy. From the Trypto fan. I mean, you kind of talked me into it. Can we, <laughs> let's make this happen. Can we call it the two men on Rito? And it's a Thanksgiving well, burrito. I, you can have this one, Fred. What we are I'm a brand. Not, no, I'm not it, sticking my like, neck out on this. Like a turkey culinary disaster. I mean, it could work. I mean, you went a little extreme on some of those things there. You're trying to 
cornbread you can't, and stuff that if you dared put a green bean inside of a tortilla, Ooh, that's, people will riot. We're going to have to, like, really pick apart these ingredients the and make sure they're united as one. You I'm, make intrigued. Like, I'm intrigued by the cranberry. Yeah, you make it like yeah. an applesauce or something, a cram. A crabberry sauce. Yeah. Okay, that might work. That's what I'm... That might work. Get out of your Straight box, up, son. <laughs> one of us is a top-level chef here. Yeah, that's me. And one of us... Oh, you are. Eats I, fast food every day. I'm an idea guy. <laughs> you f- fooled me when you said you hadn't eaten red chili on your... Yeah, for real. Culinary It's an insanely chef. low bar. Who, Delicious Sadie's yeah. salsa right in this thing. I am telling you, it's going to work. No, it could work. It could work. We got to reel in some of the. There's some loose ends in the idea. Also, yeah. Now, hear me out. We don't do it during the day. We make this a late night special. Real high. You stumble in, or or high, which is legal now. That's so cool. (laughs) You stumble in towards later in the evening when you got that hankering. You gotta you gotta stuff something in your belly because of all the alcohols. Yes. You take a nice little Uber on the way down here, and then you have the leftover Thanksgiving burrito. I mean, it sounds like a tremendous idea. Stop calling it not by its official name, which is the Two Men on Rito. Two Men on Rito. We'll work on this. That might, we, that needs some work. We'll that shop it out. Well, I wanted to call it Two Men on Sadie's, but I didn't know how Sadie's would feel about yeah, that. I mean, okay, yeah, I mean, we got to talk to legal counsel before we do that. Anything that we do with you guys will definitely be Two run six, Yeah, you got to run that up multiple yeah. channels. Gift cards, gift baskets, the holidays are here. You can, you can treat... Your whole ass family coming to town. If they're coming to visit, you take parties up to what? Up to whatever. Oh, it's like that? I mean, (laughs) call us. Yes. Call us. Let us know what's going on. No, but we have private rooms, holiday parties. Uh, Yeah, start, but those are booking up quick. Yeah. Um, So if you got the the company party that's about to happen, uh, yeah, come on down. Um, we may have that burrito on the menu by then. Very smart. I don't Super know. smart. Um, but, yeah, no, give us a call, um, and we will handle – we can go We can go to you. Got the catering department, can head to you, can go to your holiday party. Um, you can pick up some uh, Sadie's Classic Margaritas, Sadie's Prickly Pear Margaritas, Ooh. Desert Peach. Take it to your uh, your shindigs that you got going on. Yeah, it's very smart. Yeah, yeah. Hear me out. We make a bunch of these burritos. We cut them into small serving sizes. Van and I then stand out front of Sadie's with them in plastic cups. As people come in, we say, try a two-minute on Rito. They fall in love with the taste. They come in. They come in? It comes comes your number one seller. Or you want to cut cost. I know how important the bottom line is. Very important. You have every single employee bring their leftovers in, (laughs) and you make a hodgepodge out of that. They get to clean out the kitchen. You get coming. to clean up with all these burritos. I knew that idea was coming. I hope we. I was hoping we didn't get there. Um, the health department's probably listening, and that would <laughs> the, not go the, well. Hey, yeah. the health department has Thanksgiving off too. The, the health department shows up on Black Friday, and they're like, "We'd like to inspect a certain burrito." Yeah. That you have. <laughs> we know what you're doing. Gilbert, oh, yeah, they'll be here. Anything we miss, Gil? No, no. Um, skip the gravy this Thanksgiving. Uh, don't be a wuss. Yes. Go Red Chili. Nailed it. Um, yeah, come on down. Um, there's plenty of room tonight. Come on down, grab a seat, uh, eat a menu item that we have perfected, and then maybe in a couple of weeks we can eat a menu item that we may never perfect but may be fun. It'd be ever-evolving, just like the show. I really okay. like it. Yes. Okay. It's Tuman on live from Sadie's here on 4th. Big thank you to Gilbert Sanchez and the fame words of he. 
skip the gravy. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. I make it hot to death. Back live at Sadie's on 4th. Let's go. Yeah. Gil, he left us. Adios. But we handed his headset right over to the voice of the Albuquerque Isotopes, one Jasushan. Hey, guys. What's happening? What's up? Is this the off-season for you? Just man about town? Just Sadie's easing it up? You are correct. It is not baseball season. Yes, it is the off season. I'm glad that you are paying attention to sports on your sports adjacent talk show. Didn't they cancel the meetings today? Did they? Yeah, they I think they canceled the meeting. What? Why would they a, cancel meetings? There was like a flu outbreak. There's a or flu going around. Uh, like a like the old fashioned flu yeah. or like yeah. the new winky wink flu. They, they say it's the old school kind. Oh. Yeah, All it's right. uh, glad yeah. I'm not there. Definitely a virus going around. Not food poisoning. Major League Baseball has canceled the rest of the meetings. So there you wow. go. Wow. Uh, breaking really news. Really glad I didn't go. <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> breaking. I mean, good for them. Instead of showing up to work sick and getting everybody else sick. Yeah, because we had we did have Dylan Storms there and yeah. some other folks were there. And thank goodness the office is closed the next three days. Holiday tomorrow. Let's yep. go. And then the weekend. So, yeah, Dylan, don't show up Monday if you got no. sick. Well, and like a little inside baseball. <laughs> Uh, like, you guys have brand-new bosses. Do you even have sick leave? Like, how does this work? <laughs> we, we officially are not yet employees of Diamond Baseball Holding. That's going to happen sometime within the next few weeks, and we have had a lot of discussions with the HR folks about the transition that are ongoing. <laughs> How's the 401K matching? That's a good question. You yeah, well, man, it took a lot of math. There was a lot of us who did not major in math who were looking at this going 4% of 50% of matching of half of, like, wait, what? Can we get this on the projector, please? Can you imagine Josh sitting down with, like, Dylan Storm after the meeting with his new bosses, and they both look at the paperwork, and they go, hey, bro, there's, like, no misspellings here. <laughs> like, this is legit. How about this? I actually found one typo in the 52-page document, <laughs> and the HR lady was like so appalled she couldn't believe it and then i sent her the screenshot and so we got that one typo fixed because God. i am a grammar you are that good that's <laughs> yes. why i brought that's, up this that's joke. Me. <laughs> yes. josh sushan joining us uh, you're sitting down with us because we are perfecting the thanksgiving burrito that is the thing we're doing we're going to uh we're going to convince sadie's to put it on the menu and you're very pro the thanksgiving burrito so thank you for coming on and being a part of that is so, he is he i love mm. burritos okay and i love sadie's and i love leftovers and thanksgiving you know why i love leftovers because they're free Ooh. and i don't have to cook them i just put them in this machine that warms them up but i will say <laughs> that if sadie's ever puts a thanksgiving leftover burrito on their menu i'm never eating there again what <laughs> never, never. i like tortillas but everything doesn't need to be inside a tortilla I mean, you're why can't hard. you just put the tortilla on the side why do you have to wrap it all up no 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 you put everything inside that's what i'm saying why do you have to do that just put it on the side for it to fit in your mouth <laughs> just on the yeah, side I, I prefer burritos when i'm about to be mobile when i'm on the run Yes, just, correct. Yeah, I don't sit down like George Costanza and eat a burrito with fork and knife. Who does that? This is modern technology. This is walking food. And I don't want to walk anywhere the day after Thanksgiving. I'm going to be in a coma. I'm also the person on Thanksgiving where I don't like the food to be touching. All right, there needs to be a little separation of church and state between all of the different okay. food items on my plate. So why would I want to put all of them inside a burrito where they're all touching? 
mental health professionals, 505-246-0610. We'll see what mental insurance Diamond Baseball Holdings yes. has pretty soon. Yeah, I, we need your help with the baseball thing. We didn't warn you on this. Do you have a complete understanding of the Seelig rule? Do you have a complete knowledge base? And, if, uh, and just for you, Ben, because I know you don't, it's uh, all general oh, managers, thanks. assistant general managers, field managers, directors of player development, and directors of scouting positions. Uh, you have to consider a minority candidate. You have to. It's a Seelig rule. How do the Cubs just hire Craig Council? Well, the NFL has the Rooney rule, yep. and baseball has the Seelig rule, and they don't really get enforced very well. It's very selective for yeah. when it gets enforced. I'm not that I'm a Cubs apologist, but I'm pretty sure that they interviewed somebody other than just Craig Council, right? Uh-huh. So they're not forcing you to hire someone. They're just forcing you to interview people. The and Cubs- then you get into, like, is this a real interview or is this just a Good sham? point. Good point. Right? The- I, don't, I, don't, I didn't follow the Cubs managerial search. I know they talked oh, to me. Let me tell number- you, they called the Brewers on the 1st. They hired Council on the 6th. Correct. I've now caught you completely <laughs> up to the managerial hiring process. Of Craig Council to the Cubs. It is wild that that story did not leak. It, with all of the great reporters that are out there and all of the just pseudo-reporters that see people meeting and take photos and put it on social media, yeah. it is incredible that that story did not leak before it was before it was official. It happened in three days. I thought it was that's three hours that it happened. Hard, that's <laughs> super hard to leak it. Guys, it happened so fast. And I also... I guess the Cubs hate David Ross. They hadn't even fired David Ross yet. So from what I heard, once they once Council said yes, uh, the GM or the president of baseball operations, whatever his title is, he flew to Florida to tell David Ross in person, you're, you're fired because we're going to hire this other guy yeah. instead. And apparently it was very tense. You don't say. I yeah. do say. Duh. With, uh, with the Rooney rule, you have to, and I'll side with Josh here because you're, you're a very smart baseball man. Maybe it's on a napkin. Maybe it's a text message. Maybe it's an email. I don't know. But you have to submit a list to Major League Baseball, the people you're going to interview. You just have to do that. That's part of the rule. I say, and just hear me out, and this is coming as a St. Louis Cardinals fan, Take away all the draft picks moving forward for the entire time the correct counsel is there. That's a fair penalty. I think you do that. And then you you only get to use five, four pitchers in rotation. So I think if they do that, everything is fair and equal. How do you guys feel? I feel the Cardinals will still suck. They're, yeah, they're still going to suck. They're going to yeah. suck. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. Here's the other thing. Craig Council, to his credit, he wanted to become a free agent. That is the ultimate in betting on yourself. He's like, oh, I don't need to get extended. I'm going to become a free agent. And then he talked to, what, the Mets? He talked to, obviously, talked to the Cubs, talked to the Brewers about coming back. Did he talk to someone else? He didn't talk to the Astros. I thought he talked to one other team, too, that thought he, that they might have a shot there, at it. There was a rumor in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch that he talked to the Cardinals. I don't know how true that is, but I'm just telling you I read it. So my point is, once he became <laughs> officially a free agent, you didn't need the Brewers' permission. Right. He was a free agent. That is correct. Here's my other thought. When the Brewers didn't set a new record for managerial pay and said, we'll only give you an extra milli, (laughs) he's like, I'll take eight from the Cubbies. Okay, so I was reading some stuff today about just sort of like the brotherhood of managers and, you know, is it right to take another guy's job? And I'm sitting here thinking, no, and I'm sitting here thinking, it's no big deal if an outfielder signs as a free agent and I'm taking Fred's job as an outfielder. If I'm taking. Van's job as a starting pitcher, so why is it a big deal that you're taking a manager's job? Just because there's only one of them? I wasn't complaining at all. 
I'm a big free market guy. Yeah. Yeah, they got the guy they wanted. They paid him way more than the other guy was paying. They got him. Good for them. They got him. $40 million over five years. Is that what it is? Yeah. That's the deal. It's a lot of money. Yeah. And he still makes Meanwhile, like Ron Washington of- gets a two-year contract with the Angels. Well, that was a pretty good reason you put a year limit on Ron Washington. <laughs> uh, well, he's also... Age isn't the only reason. <laughs> I love Wash. I'm really happy for Wash. Back-to-back totally. World Series teams. Oh. Beloved infielders instructor, third base coach, and just great human. If we are circling love back Wash. around full circle on this one, though, is the Sealy Rule part of the reason he had opportunity originally? Probably. Probably. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're, you're not continuing a rich tradition of creating really tremendous managers from places of minority. So, look, sports are all about the old boys network, right? Yeah. And the, the GM of the Angels, he knows Ron Washington from when they were together with the Rangers, and he knows him from when he was with the Braves. And so the old boys network worked. Yeah. Right? Because he knew about Ron Washington, knew what he brought, knew the impact he has, know how so much the players love him, and thought, I want to interview him and ultimately hired him. Josh Sushan joining us live from Sadie's on 4th. And this started way before the C-Lig rule, because I know you know Dusty Baker personally. Yes. And he Got was, his number on my phone right now. He was recruited by friggin' Hank Aaron and Willie Mays to come back and to add some color into baseball. This was a concerted effort to get people of color in baseball way before it was mandated by a Selig or a Rooney or anyone like that. Dusty was a stockbroker his first year after his yes. career ended. Yes. And so, yeah, and so the legends are like Dusty. You're Dusty. We need you in this game. And he was like, well, what am I supposed to do? And then word got around, and the Giants were like, Dusty, yes, batting coach. Here we go. He was, And he was their hitting coach for five years before he became their manager. Yep. The real answer to this original question was, Craig Council is a minority. He <laughs> had a winning percentage as the Brewers' manager. Ah. There's okay. him and Ned Yost are the only two, like ever. So. Oh. So there you go. That was the answer to the question. He is, in fact, uh, in, in the minority. <laughs> in, the, in the minority. Managers. So <sighs> sorry I didn't set that one up better. Okay. Was... Well, you know, we'll do it better on the podcast. That's <laughs> <laughs> so wild, funny, and accurate. <laughs> Josh, you're hanging out at Sadie's tonight for a while? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get something to eat. I'm not going to get the turkey leftover burrito because that's disgusting but i am going to get the real food that sadie sells that is delicious it's not a real thing yet we're creating it please don't shopping (laughs) it out i'm not very confident it's going to pass the coffers here at sadie's it's the two men on rito it's delicious it's going to change the game Separation, church, and state where all the food is. <laughs> that is not good <laughs> that weird. you do that. Do you put like you put like little like like uh, like toothpicks between them or something? You I should, like, well, that's a good idea. I should. <laughs> what? <laughs> Quit enabling him, Fred. Good Lord. Like those plates, you know, where it's like the plastic plate. There's like the big spot, and then there's like two. Prison. Yeah. You're talking about prison. <laughs> and then there's like, like, I need a plate with like nine of those separators. That would be ideal for me on Thanksgiving. <laughs> You're talking about hungry man, microwavable <laughs> dinners. Yes. But I don't want it to be that. I want it to be really good. I will and I just you, want separators. I will find somebody who has these school trays <laughs> that, that I grew yeah. up with in the 80s. Yeah. Thank you. Josh Very Sush- kind of you. Appreciate you. Josh Sush- I'm thinking for taking the time, brother. <laughs>
He's so wild and weird. We'll go to break. Uh, sorry, and I didn't get you on that one back at the studio, but we'll take calls after the break. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live at Sadie's on 4th, and we were laughing so much with Josh Sushan, we missed the phone lines. Friend of the show, Marty, joining us. Wants to talk about the Doisiers. Marty, welcome, brother. Hey, man. You guys are talking, uh, you know, about that great Tommy Lasorda coaching tree. You know, you, Ron Washington. You had Dave Lopes. I mean, you had Phil Garner. You had Mike Sosha. Of course, Dusty Baker. Dave Martinez of recent, right, with the – the Nationals, and we're stuck with freaking Dave Roberts. Come on now. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, God. I like uh, Dave Roberts. <laughs> Dave Roberts might be the most successful manager who is despised by the fans of his team. I think he's, like, yeah, he's one of the biggest parts, one of the biggest plays in baseball history. No, seriously, whenever Dodgers fans complain about Dave Roberts, I just laugh because – he gives you 100 wins every year, and he gives you a few wins in October, and uh, he got you one title when hardly anyone was paying attention. But seriously, I don't know if there's ever been – there. fans hate managers, head coaches all the time, but usually it's because their record is terrible. <laughs> it's not because they win so much in the regular season and they can't quite get it done in October. I just find it humorous. By the way, Dave Martinez is not part the of the Tommy Lasorda tree, though. I think the cannot give Dave is... Martinez the Tommy Lasorda tree. Yeah, situationally in crunch time, I think that's where fans go. You know, I think that's where they go crazy with him because some of his, and I don't know much impact as what he has as far as the lineup, as far as the pitching, the pitching uh, schedule for playoffs, that kind of thing. I think that's where fans are like, really, you're playing that guy, not this guy. And I think that's, I think it's bit him. I think that's, I think that's been the problem strategically him in the postseason, I think there's managers that are better than him. And I think that that might have been the reason why he's only won one World Series. He's had great teams. I don't think it's Dave Roberts' fault that Clayton Kershaw keeps choking over and over and over again in October. I don't think it's Dave Roberts' fault that Mookie Betts hits below the Mukadoza line every single October. That's not on Dave Roberts. He's, like, universally loved. Remember when Pedro also, Baez was also, the second-best option in the bullpen for the Dodgers for two straight years? Also, neither of L.A.'s COVID championships count, by the way. I'm Dodgers on, and Lakers. Hold on. I'm on miss, team, me, miss me with all that. I'm on Team Marty right here. Dave <laughs> Roberts stole one base in his whole career. That's his entire how he got to the chance to be a manager in Major League Baseball. Yeah, let's go with anyone else. I'm on board. Dodgers could win with a better manager. Let's go. Okay. I, I, I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you. I think there's better options <laughs> out there. I think he's had Marty's on team, Marty. <laughs> I don't think it's going to get better. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think I speak for thousands of Dodger fans. We'd love to see a change, but it is what it is. More like millions of Dodgers fans. Yeah, if Cra- if changing the franchise here. If Craig Council gets $8 million in Chicago, he gets $40 million in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> How much would Bruce Bochy get in L.A.? So I have this friend, Brandon, not Brandon Ortega, different no. Brandon, okay. who's a huge Dodger fan, and he wants, once the Dodgers get to October, he wants a new manager just for October. He wants a closer. He wants a closing <laughs> manager. That's smart. Yeah. That's really so he, he wants Dave Roberts for six like months, and then he wants a closer for October. Too funny. Hey, Marty, thank you for the call, brother. Thanks, Marty. 
we got a special guest when we get back. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. Welcome back to the program live from Sadie's. Ryan Maxwell joining us, Director of Baseball Operations for your Albuquerque Isotopes. And he's got the day off tomorrow, so do you, because it's a holiday. That means at 1 p.m., 1 p.m. tomorrow, New Mexico Card Show's going on. Let's go. Marriott, Albuquerque, Uptown, 2101, Louisiana Boulevard, Northeast. Is there a cover charge to get into this, Ryan? What's up? Five dollars. Five doll hairs. That's it? Are you being serious? Just giving it away. It's the best value in Albuquerque. If you bring a friend, it's only ten doll hairs? If you bring four people, that would be twenty. That's I'm let me double check your math on that. I think you're correct. You're at or near correct. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Is is there like a buy four, get one free kind of thing? That's a good question. If there's a fifth wheel? If someone mentions this moment, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a haggle down to it, too, right? Sure. Like, yeah. I, lo- I love these things also. Card shows are my jam. We're going to be live from it tomorrow, so let's go Stokes. on that. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, doors at 1 p.m. tomorrow's 10 a.m.s over the weekend. Um, I'm going to say it. I say it every time when we talk about anything of this nature. Be the first person there. Do not wait. If you are not the first person there, you will miss the thing you want. That's how this these things work. There's not multiple of the thing you want. There's just the one. Go first and get it first. That's it. I used to be an absolute junkie, by the way. Thanks for including the, us on this, Ryan. It's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. I used to be an absolute junkie for cards, opening boxes, making sets, collecting your team, collecting the most valuable rookies you can, trading with your friends. Like I have fond core memories of rollerblading <laughs> in middle school to the card shop with my friends to find that one elusive card that one rookie to hopefully trade up to that card in the the glass that you've wanted so far forever is that how you got your start yeah same way uh my earliest memory of collecting my dad took me to a card show in muscatine iowa and uh 1989 Upper Deck came out, yeah, a uh, dollar a pack, which was insane money back then, right? Sure. Ask your parents for a buck. But uh, I bought a pack. The, the dealer that sold to us got all excited. He goes, oh, my gosh, that's a great card. And I had no idea who this guy was. His name was Ken Griffey, Jr. His I heard dad, of him. Yeah, yeah, his yeah. dad was good, too. So I, I kept that card pretty much my whole life, um, and that was just the start of it all. And the rest of them into your bike spokes. No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> How old do you think Ryan is, Fred? That's I did that. Good That's Lord. when I was riding a bike. I grew up on a farm, so not a lot of in-town bike riding, but uh, or having fun. Well, you know. That's- farm- that's a that's an unfair start for you. Let's be honest. <laughs> like that's like a first drug high ch- chasing the dragon thing. Yeah. For you pulled a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, your first pack you ever bought. Well, it wasn't the first pack I ever bought, but it's, oh, okay. it's the first pack I remember opening. I'm, we went to the card show because I was already starting to collect, but just that moment, and then, you know, he, Ken Griffey grew into what he grew into, and obviously it's just something he always remembered. You've been in baseball a long time. You've seen a lot of really talented guys play in person. Did you get to see Ken Griffey Jr. play in person? Yeah, so I was uh, a visiting clubby for the Rangers for two years in 2009, 2010, so he came in uh, with the, the Mariners, and uh, he, he traveled with a trunk that would lock because... People would always steal stuff out of his bag, so they had to travel with an actual trunk they could lock up. and Like a he, Pelican case kind of thing? Yeah, like a big yeah. one, like a, on wheels. I mean, it's like the size of a table. 
and he would just sit on that and tell stories, show us videos of his kids playing high school football, talk about, you know, his career. I mean, at that point, he was on his way out. Uh, but, I mean, he was awesome just to sit around and, and listen to and, and just, you know, it's one of those moments where you just look around and like, what am I doing here? New Mexico uh-huh. Card Show, November the 10th through the 12th. Doors open at 1 p.m. tomorrow, 10 a.m. over the weekend. That's at the Marriott Albuquerque Uptown, 2101 Louisiana Boulevard. You know what that is right there in Uptown. Uh, you already know what I'm going to ask. You already know immediately what I'm going to ask. I mean, what's up? You got any, like, pro wrestling stuff, or what's the deal? Can I, I got just... some Hulk Hogan cards. I Let's got go. signed Hulk cards. I got some signed packs from Hulk. So For Van, you got any Star Wars stuff, or what's I up? I do got some Star Wars. I got some original 1977 top Star Wars cards. I think I got a couple unopened packs that have been graded. Um, I got a couple boxes. I collect everything. It's mostly baseball, a little basketball, a lot of non-sport, any movie cards, ALF, you know. Oh, it's crazy big, stuff. Hey, big ALF house here. Yeah. Big yeah, ALF only, house. Well, yeah. I'm more Melmac. You know, I'm, I'm into the origin story. Okay. You know, where yeah. it's at, it ended up fine. Prequel. But, yeah, yeah, but the destruction of Melmac is what really drives my passion for, <laughs> for the ALF universe. I mean, it's a parallel to what's going on right now in this Isn't country. It? You yeah, know, I mean, come on. Yeah, it's a simple man Superman, you yeah. know, if we're really telling those stories, if we really are. Ryan Maxwell joining us. We're laughing a lot, talking about the big car show. You see, collector, and, and obviously you, you move a lot of product, but you don't, right? You keep all the best stuff for yourself, and, and this is how you feed the addiction. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Josh asked me earlier what my goal was, and... I hate selling stuff. <laughs> as as a collector, you got to sell some to buy. Buy buy. Something you got to sell and trade. So, um, this show kind of came from that because uh, just being in Albuquerque and talking to other collectors, there wasn't really a dedicated show um, that was just for card collectors or, you know, not just baseball. It's all sports and Funko Pops and all that kind of stuff. But there was nothing dedicated. There's a show at the mall, but. A lot of the people there aren't, you know. Legitimate, say it. They're not just not looking, you know. They're just wandering by and say, hey, what are you selling? Yeah. You know, be a place for people to come. Destination. That are into it and, you know. The, so the texter's asking, uh, any any Albuquerque Duke stuff? Yeah, I got some Dukes cards. I yeah. know a couple of the guys that are going to set up the show have Duke stuff. I bought Dukes cards from them. Um, I think... I think it's be a little bit of everything there. You got I mean, that Ron Washington card, or what's up? I do have a Ron Washington Duke's card. That's no. the one we need. I got a I got a pack with Ron Washington on top. Well, that's cool. Not the worst so one. You're gonna have multiple vendors, though, right? It's not just your stuff. No, no. There's gonna be. <laughs> we're not just buying Ryan's stuff. No, there's gonna be multiple vendors. <laughs> in fact, we're trying to get as many vendors as we could get. If anybody's listening, wants to show up and sell tomorrow, give me a call. And how how do they get a get a hold of you, Ryan? Uh, they could email me, um, rmaxwell at me.com. So R-M-A-X-W-E-L-L at me.com. New Mexico Card Show tomorrow, November 10th through the 12th. Uh, this is a fun one. The kids are off school. You're off school. Go hang out. Go do the thing. Walk around. Enjoy it. Buy something you want. Buy something you didn't know you want. I, I don't necessarily know if I can say buy something you need, but, but go and enjoy it. Now, Have, hold on. Yeah. It's definitely some needs going to be there. Yeah. We're showing so we have our show at four tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We're going to show up at one. We're going to we're going to get lay of the land. We're Clear, gonna I'm the, clearing the place out. 100%. I'm getting all the good stuff before you guys get there. Yeah, I hear, I'm going to do this move. I'm going to do the hey, listen. You know, we're hosting a radio show. You know, maybe if I just buy a couple things or some talk about, like, and then I'm I'm going to I'm going to walk out. Um, hopefully, owning a replica WWF uh, smoking school belt. That's my plan. 
And uh, vendors, if you're listening, are going to be there this weekend. Just pull out all of your Lance Berkman stuff right now. Yeah. I'll take it all. The killer bees. Give me all of it. Super sweet. Everything about that is super um, sweet. Will you, will, you, will you take something on consignment from me? Sure. Okay, so we have Van and I both are willing to autograph one two-minute shirt, and we will we'll have Josh Sushan autograph it too. So the three of us will autograph a two-minute shirt, and we would like to uh, – we'll bring a mannequin for you, mm-hmm. and we would like to put it out. But we don't want to sell it. We want to do raffle tickets. Or we want you to do rock, paper, scissors for it with one person. Awesome. I think <laughs> – I want to see how much it costs for you to pay someone to take that shirt. <laughs> I think we could set a new record. Well, is it a medium? It can <laughs> be, yes. We probably have that. Not a lot of our fans are of the medium build. That shirt usually lays around uh-huh. for a while. You're very correct. All the mediums end up like Van is like, he got a shirt, I need one for a thing. Like, yeah. and, and then it's him doing yard work. That is my thing. That is the thing that you needed it for. From Okay, the texter just sent me. This is so funny, guys. This is pretty sweet. So the texter just sent the Ron Washington Albuquerque Dukes card. That's amazing. <laughs> do you have this? I do not, but I guarantee you somebody at the show will have that tomorrow. I'm leaving with this tomorrow from someone, and then I'm going to sell it to you. Okay. This is my plan. <laughs> I'm going to red paperclip the Ron Washington shortstop for the Albuquerque Dukes card all the way to the top. That's amazing. Uh, I've got some Dukes cards. i got an Oral Hershiser. i got a Pedro Martinez, a couple of those cards, but I've not seen the Ron Washington. I see elusive Ron Washington. I'm into that. Every year for Christmas, Van gets me um, like a joke card. That is like, correct. Like, I don't even know how to describe it's I don't been, know where you get them. It's been going on six years now. Well, I don't know yeah. where you get them from there. I got a guy. He Van's got me like the Al Bundy running back card from when he scored six touchdowns at Polk High. Yep. There's there's like a lot of them. I have sure. a lot of them. Yeah, you I, got a um I got a you uh, got a Randy Poffo yeah. Cincinnati Reds card. <laughs> I got a George Costanza card I mailed to him because I'm the travel coordinator for the Isotopes. Yeah. I said, Will you please sign this as the system to the traveling coordinator? And he did. That's awesome. Sent it back to me. Brian Maxwell, nice. thank you so much, brother. Well, we got like half hour of the show left when we get back. Let's do it. Two minutes on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live from Sadie's. Just had a couple friends of the show come up, say some very nice things. Aww. I like that. I like that a lot. Texter is going crazy about the card show. One more time, the details. Marriott Albuquerque, Uptown, 2101 Louisiana Boulevard, Northeast. That's right there in Uptown. You know you know all about it. So there you go. You know what? Ryan was so excited to be on the program. Yeah. OG, friend of the show. Yeah. He glossed over the fact that closer for the Chicago Cubs, Mike Mike Montgomery, Mike Montgomery will from, be signing autographs all day Saturday from the 2016 World Champion Chicago Cubs who pitched the final out, the final pitch, the final out that ended the curse for the Chicago Cubs. He's going to be there Saturday. Catch up on the text for a little bit, okay? So uh, I started the show off hard. If I'm going to be honest, I was going a little harsh. 
I was fired up. I was fired up about Thursday night football because I don't think it's very real. Or football in general you don't think is real. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I think your wrestling fandom might have rubbed off a little bit on your takes on the National Football League. Texer agrees with you, Van. Pro wrestling is good. The outcome of all NFL games are fixed. Dana Gonzalez is a good head coach. Is this the Fox News of sports? <sighs> what does that even mean? What does is this the Fox News of sports even mean? Uh, because we're weird conspiracy theorists and we're not making any sense and we're hurting their feelings on their fragile little uh, grasp on life that is slowly slipping out of their fingers and the last thing they have solace in is the NFL because it provides the only happiness they get all week and you are, you personally, Fred Slow, not me, one Van Nunley, I believe in the organization you are just opening the lid on all these conspiracy theories that are nowhere close to being true, and it's shaking the friends of the show to the core. More, so, something like that? More friends of the show going to say Brian Flores <laughs> is the defensive coordinator for the Vikes right now, so he's not really the Kaepernick level of blackballed LOL. Now, LOL is interesting to me because I don't know if people really LOL their own thing or if LOL is like shut up. But what I'm saying is, Colin Kaepernick wasn't fired the day after he kneeled during the national anthem. Yeah. That's not how that happened. He had to be a backup first. He had to do nothing for a while. Didn't get into games. Brian Flores is not going to get the opportunity at a head coaching job again. That's what I meant. So I'm sorry that I didn't say the exact verbiage, but he will be a coordinator forever. That's his thing. I mean, possibly maybe down the road he'll get another chance when – he admits that the Colt was right, and they bring him back in. Like you, you, you get ostracized from a Colt, or you leave a Colt. You admit that you were wrong, and you bring more recruits back in. They'll let you right back in. Yes. So if Brian Flores comes begging on the doorstep of the NFL, they will say, "Hey, right back in, buddy. Come on, let's go." Continuing down the text line. Uh, you're talking football's rigged and fake. Tell me more about pro wrestling again. Sheesh. <sighs> it's a different kind of fake there's, is what you're saying. There's a lot of confusion. It's a different kind of rigged is what you're I saying. I don't know. I don't understand why people think that pro wrestling is a real sports competition. I don't know if that was ever really a thought of people. Yes, it was. They're called children. Ah, children. Yes, children think that. You know what I when also... When they're still in the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus phase, professional wrestling is very real. When I was a child, I believed childish things. Is that what you're talking about? That is what I'm saying. Oh, wild. Here's the thing about pro wrestling. It's theater. It's a very good scripted TV show. You know what else is a very good scripted TV show? Every TV show you watch... That TV show that you really like, that's the thing that I do. I write a pro wrestling show. It's very funny. It's also very entertaining. It's also not sports. But, yes, that's what I'm saying. NFL is made for entertainment. It's not made for competition. Uh, I, I disagree. I think there are some advantages given. I think there are some rules that help other players, other teams more than the others. I think there might be some nudges. 
I think there might be some back room meetings to where they're telling people this is the way it's going to look. But there is absolutely no way, and I am in 100 percentile confidence that there is no way that the whole NFL is rigged, that the whole NFL is scripted. Bits and pieces? If you? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You take away the word whole from that sentence? Yeah. You can't say that sentence. Right. If you tell me the refs gave some special juju to the Kansas City Chiefs in the second half of the Super Bowl last year to make sure that Patrick Mahomes, the spokesperson for State Farm, won in State Farm Stadium, I'm going to believe every word of that. If you tell me that some teams are allowed to play poorly and not get ostracized by the league because they want a better player in their organization, like, oh, I don't know, five teams this year, I can believe that. What you need in a really good story is a really good leading role. You need a character that you can get behind, and you can often relate to those characters in a lot of different ways. You remember Super Bowl Live? We've talked about this. Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers, Tom Brady on his way out, the ascending Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And what I might tell you is the worst officiated Super Bowl in the history of the Super Bowl as far as one-sided in favor of the Chiefs, including a pass interference call on, the, on, on George Kittle. George Kittle, who is the guy that does try to buck the system, and he gets caught up in it. I'm telling you that these things are put together in a way to create the most entertaining product. Just hear me out on that. Yeah, you could convince me that, I mean, that was Brady's final farewell, and he was just waving on his way out. But also, the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line was absolutely decimated. They didn't have a single starter playing in the Super Bowl, and they got worked by that superior Buccaneers defense. But there is definitely situations here and there where I'm like, oh, that's rigged. Oh, that's scripted. The whole thing, you got to be insane to believe it. Friend of the show, Gabe, reaching out on the Sports Animal Hotline. <laughs> Gabe, welcome. How you guys doing? What's up, Gabe? <laughs> doing all right, brother. We're at Sadie's. Of course, we're fantastic. Well, you guys had me a wrestling, man. I don't know if you know about this wrestling event happening. Phone line. November 16th. Oh, God. All right. Thank you, Gabe. Phone line's breaking up a little bit. Theater. He's Get so there early. Weird. There's a rock band playing. Pretty He's cool. We- <laughs> <sighs> All right, put Gabe on the list. Moving forward. I've been exhausted. Gabe been needs special permissions, friends. Bob, to get on the show as he has exhausted his welcome. The The thing to me with the texter, and I appreciate the texters. Thank you for your call, Gabe. The thing that I appreciate about the texter is them taking the time. Because, like, right. even in this one here, dude, enough of all, quote, dude, enough. All your listeners are NFL fans. If what you're saying is believed, what are you looking forward to every year, Buzz Killer? Here's what I'm looking forward to, being entertained. Cannot stress that enough to you. You know what I look forward to? When the new season of Shorezy comes out, and it's scripted and about sports and very good. Wait, hold on. Is there a new uh, season of Shorezy? Is that why you're saying this? Did, there, I, did I miss this? There is a new season of Shorezy. It's out right now? That's what I'm saying. Season two of Shorezy is out right now? Correct. Oh, my God. Unpaid advertisement. I've never been more excited about anything. Well, okay. The New Mexico Card Show, number one. Shorezy, number two. I was more excited whenever your mom went with me to senior prom van. (laughs) (laughs) Big Schwarzy guy over here. 
lot of text hate for my Thanksgiving burrito idea. I just need to put this thing. I need to create it is what I need to it's, do. Okay, it's not the worst idea. Every year you do it to friends of the show just because it's wrapped in a tortilla instead of leftover bread or rolls. Lots of from Thanksgiving. On Everybody makes sandwiches out of their Thanksgiving leftovers. You put a little cranberry sauce on one side. You put a little mashed potato on the other side. Sprinkle a little S&P. You lay down some turkey. You lay down some stuffing. You fold that bad boy over. You got a leftover sandwich. It's because we're at Sadie's. Yeah. We're in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You put in a tortilla. Now you're insane. You can't of, believe. Of, of you saying the whole NFL is scripted, that 1,700 players are all on the same page and moon landing all of NASA-style conspiracy theory, you saying that and then people are more upset about your burrito takes? I can't believe <laughs> that you, friend of the show, can't believe that a Thanksgiving Day burrito wouldn't be good, but you for some reason believe that during the Minneapolis Miracle – that Marcus Williams just can't wrap up Stephon Diggs at the end of the game. Because I'm telling you, it's Still all a work. It's all a work. That's how this thing is. It's made for entertainment. It's not made for... Compa- you know the last real Super Bowl? I'm going to be honest. The last real unscripted finish to a game. 1999. St. Louis Rams, Tennessee Titans. Oh, okay. You bring it back up to the Rams. That's the most scripted one of all time. they ruined it. You think he was T-Rexing it. He could have reached the ball out even further. You see, his arm was bent. Talking about Dyson? Yeah, Dyson could have scored a touchdown. If anything, that one was scripted. The NFL wanted Nashville to win. You homer. The NFL wanted Tennessee to win. What happened the next time the Rams got a Super Bowl? Oh, all of a sudden, rookie... Rookie quarterback Tom Brady and no-name kicker go out there, and it's the biggest upset, biggest money win in the at the time history of Las Vegas because the Rams were favored by so much. Yeah, they got theirs, didn't they? Came right back to them. That's what I'm saying. From 2000 on, uh, greatest show on turf. <laughs> Listen to this, idiots. It's actually defense that wins championships. I can show you with the 2000 Baltimore Ravens. None of it's real. It's all a story. Or the Giants after that. I mean, you're seeing it all Buccaneers. across. Buccaneers. You're Buccaneers. You're seeing it all across the NFL this year. Defense matters way more this year. Except the, for the Dolphins beating up on people and Patrick Mahomes throwing touchdowns to basically everyone on the planet. The Atlanta Falcons led the Patriots 28-3 with a quarter and a half left to play. Great game. 28-9 going into the fourth quarter. All they had to do was kneel the ball for every single play on offense for the remainder of the game. They did not do that. It's not how it works. Patriots won in overtime. Because that's what I'm saying. Because if they do that in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, if they go out there for their three possessions in the fourth quarter, kneel the ball four to- three times in a row and punt, People will lose their minds. The NFL made, they weren't playing to win the game. They're playing to be entertaining. And that's what I'm saying when I'm saying fixed. I'm not saying, oh, God, it's like open scene, uh, Tom Brady enters the field, voiceover. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is. That's everyone's perception of what you're saying. And also, because hey, hey, you know, step up, step up and own it. Bunch if of you're going to talk about it, be about it. 
Don't run back what you were saying earlier. You know this is on point. You know this is spot on. Whole thing's made for entertainment. It's not made for football. It's two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. For a good time. I like it. I like this. Keep this one in the rotation. I like being at Sadie's on fourth. That's a jam. All right, Bob. DJ Walpo. Takes it to the next level. Walt. Good job by Bob Walpo today, by the way. Big yeah, thank you hey, to him. Good job, buddy, buddy. I appreciate when he comes over and slums with us sometimes. He's walping ass, I'll yep. tell you that much. You know how that KKOB life is over there. Like, depressing. depressing. Yeah, it's sad. depressing. It's very sad. sad. Yeah, very sad. Yeah. Very negative. I've been listening all week. No one yeah. is celebrating Ohio. I don't understand. Like, oh, oh, you you now get the choice to do what you want with your own body, and you can smoke marijuana? Like, this is the best thing that could possibly happen to the great state of Ohio. Yeah. Now they're going to have roller coasters and weed dispensaries. Let's go. All right, Ohio. <laughs> Caucus this. <laughs> Harbaugh Bowl. You remember that, the Harbaugh Bowl? Yeah. I remember how hard it was to say, first as evidenced by you right. just now. First Super Bowl coached by two brothers, 49ers, Baltimore Ravens, during the game. Second half, right, kickoff, second half. Jacoby Jones took the opening second half, second half kickoff, 109 yards. Remember, right out of the back of the end zone. Uh-huh. Scores touchdown. Yep. Would you call that a momentum play, Ben? Ben, would you call that a big shift of momentum? Yeah, game changer. How could we slow that down? Like, what could we do? How could we do that and maximize commercial revenues? What could we do? Oh, I know. 30-plus minute delay because the power goes out? Halting the Baltimore Ravens' momentum? 49ers opportunity to come back? Now the Ravens did still win the game. Sure. But the intent to fix the game, obviously clear, my man. That's what I'm saying. The fix is not the outcome. The fix is the entertainment level. What you're saying is wildly offensive to people who work their whole lives, pour their heart and soul into the game, knowing knowing that it is shaving years off of their life. The CTE, the concussions, the injuries, the stress, the damage to your internal organs, the damage to your cardiovascular system. These are modern-day gladiators risking their own lives for a chance at victory to hoist the Lombardi Trophy with their friends and teammates and family. It is offensive that you said that this thing is rigged, that they won't let these guys fight it out on the gridiron. That is preposterous. Friend of the show, Wayne, joins us. You know, he brings the heat every time. Sports Animal Hotline. Wayne, welcome. Wayne, belittle Fred. How you guys do? I, 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 I know you guys are big on conspiracy stuff, so did you see that thing where they show the Super Bowl logo and the colors of the Super Bowl logos are usually a reflection of the teams that are playing? Like when Tampa Bay won, they had the creamsicle colors. Uh, when the Chiefs won, they had Love the red, red colors. And then this year it's purple and red, so they're suspecting that's going to be the Ravens and the 49ers based on the colors of the Super Bowl logo that was on the previous year. Let's go. So I, I don't know if how you're right, into never that, mind. I'm back in. Funny to look at. And I'm super into Wayne right now. Wayne, come to Sadie's on 4th tonight. I need to pick your brain on all, everything. 
we got to put some <laughs> year-long done. bets in I'm now. I'm going to go to the gym is... and take care of myself. But I hope to see you guys soon, man. <laughs> well, be good, brother. Take care. I am in, I'm in I'm in on the whole thing. Good call by Wayne. See, I may get a little jaded to some of your insanity, but when friend of the show Wayne calls in and justifies it, yeah, it just pulled me right back in. The difference in the last five minutes. Just when I get out, they pulled me back in. Oh, that's a cool hotkey, Bob. Good job. That was not a hot. That's you doing the voice. Oh, whoops. The last five minutes of games are different than the rest of games. There's more penalties. There's more, it is, it's made to be kept entertaining to the very end. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. The, the fix is in to make sure that your eyes stay glued. That, that I'm on board with. If we're talking about that, there's meetings before the contest, especially high leverage games later in the year, playoff games later in the year. They have behind the doors meetings. And I'm not disagreeing with that. There are some very generous calls at very opportune times. I'm not disagreeing with that. But saying that the whole the whole thing is scripted and the players are in on it, there is no way. That's offensive to people who work that hard and they're willing to risk their lives. There is no way. Disappointed in Van because he didn't talk about red chili on the table during Thanksgiving, but he said cranberry sauce. Shaking his head, Southern New Mexico is all disappointed. Now, hold on. He must have heard the segment incorrectly because I am very pro red chili on the table, especially for mashed potatoes. I do not miss a Thanksgiving without lumping that red chili on the taters. Sorry you misunderstood what I was talking about, friend of the show. I'm going to say it like this, and I'm going to say it one last time, and there's going to be outrage. Because now you and every friend of the show that defends what I'm not attacking the whole time. Fred, how can it be scripted? They don't rehearse. Fred, how can it be? Your interpretation of what I'm saying is wrong. Just like your understanding of the game is wrong. They call it a game. It's sports entertainment. They're made, they capture you. They sprinkle, they sprinkle a little NFL drug on you, and you fall in love with it. And they know how to keep you until the exact very end. Friend of the show, I'm not telling you it's the scores. I'm not telling you it's every single time when it doesn't matter the winner. But I am telling you this. The NFL knows the formula, and they know what ingredients make it taste best. And you eat it the way that they feed it to you. Also legally, I believe it's classified as sports entertainment. See, now it took you two and a half hours, but now you're making sense. Because earlier, I mean, also your cowardice is showing. You're trying to walk back what you're mm-hmm. saying earlier, mm-hmm. that the NFL and Las Vegas oh, that's are, still in, in, that's are 100% in cahoots. In. And all 1,700 yep. players are in cahoots with the NFL and Las Vegas. All that's, that's true. That's what you're saying That's early. all true. Oh, so now it's true again. That's what I'm telling you. Not your little quarter truth you hey, just oh. Hey, How about you, this? Do you remember, do you remember uh, when that moon landing denier walked up to Buzz Aldrin yeah. and told him shame on himself uh-huh. that the moon landing was fake? Correct. And he should be ashamed what he did. Yeah, I remember that. Children of the country. Uh-huh. You remember Buzz Aldrin punched him in Popped the him. face? Popped him right in the nose. Popped him a hot one right in his face. I would like for you to walk up to friend of the show Ray Lewis and tell him that and see what happens. 
I got one last point. Okay. I'm not trying to be that guy, but I got one last point. It's okay for you to enjoy a product that's predetermined. That's all I'm saying. You can enjoy this thing as much as you ever did. The game that you're watching right now on Amazon is not made by Amazon. It's not made by Fox. It's not made by CBS. It's not made by ESPN. It is made by the NFL. The shots you see, the replays that have access to, the cameras on the field, there is nothing about this thing that is objectively observed by anyone. They create the product. They distribute the product. They give you the feedback on the product. It is the most brilliant creation of entertainment I have ever seen. If you tell me that the NFL higher-ups and then all the refs or even just the refs who run the committee sit down and say, hey, this left tackle here for the Dolphins, every third and short, he holds. And with that knowledge, they wait till the fourth quarter and the stakes are the highest, and then they call it, knowing that information, they get let him get away with it all game and make him think that he gets away with it forever and then call it when it's most important. That, I believe. If they have a meeting and say, the cornerback for the Giants, he gets a little handsy when he thinks he's about to get beaten. If the team has this information, they throw a deep ball, I guarantee he's going to put his hands on him. That's an automatic flag every time. If they know that and they call it at opportune times, I can, I can get behind some of this. But saying the whole thing is scripted and all 1,700 players are involved in it and Vegas is dangling carrots in front of the NFL for extra money that they don't need, no way. And I love conspiracy theories. You are tiptoeing around my very correct idea. You are afraid to say the words, Fred, I love sports entertainment. You know I do. Everyone does. I see the numbers. Bob, very good job at home today. Thank you. Big thank you to Sadie's on 4th. Big thank you to everyone who joined us. Brian Maxwell, Gilbert Sanchez. Josh Sushan. Van, final words? Come to Sadie's. Have some fun with the boys. We'll be watching some apparently super scripted Thursday night football and sipping some Margs. Bet it's exciting to the very end. Opening drive tomorrow morning with Jeff and JJ, y'all. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.